Ah, I need to laugh it out because you know something you gotta laugh it out when you feel like laugh. <laughs> you gotta laugh it out sometimes. All right, why? <laughs> why are you recording? Because they need to know oh. what I go through before we <laughs> record like, these man. things. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, the laugh is out of the way. Thank you. Now you guys know what we start with. Oh, Every week. That was hard. I cannot. For 21 episodes now? Yay. I already lost count again. I think last week was 20. Yeah, 20th. Right. So this week's 21. 21? We talked a lot again. Again. Yay. And here we are. Back for more talking. <laughs> more talking. <laughs> good job, guy. You good job. All right. All right. What are we talking about today? We are. Uh, one of my students asked me a question this week that I was thought provoking. I had an answer for him real quick. I mean, it was technically two questions, um, but he asked me. It was in between like the striking and the grappling portion. Everyone's taking notes and stuff, and he's like, "Coach, how long have you been doing this again?" And he told him uh, eleven and a half years of MMA, mm-hmm. and he's like, "How did you do that?" And I thought that was like a very like interesting question you know as usually people just stop at like oh wow you've been training for 11 years that's cool yeah. but it's like this was a, a step further of how did you do that yeah you know so i told them this you know a lot of it's just you're not always motivated to do it you know i've had my days where i wasn't motivated to do it but that's when discipline kicks in this is, i wouldn't want to do anything else i'm happy with what i do i love training i love teaching so that's why i do it and the discipline kicks in for me to keep going. What What do you mean by that? <laughs> Why, what do you mean by discipline? See, I, for example, there's there's been times that I, you know, I cry to go to the gym because I don't want to train. Like, there's, people see that. Like, they see it. Mm-hmm. I've shown it on my YouTube. Like, yeah. I don't want to train sometimes. Yeah. But I still go, right? Mm-hmm. That's like, discipline. Okay. You, you've trained for a while now. Mm-hmm. And you're a coach, but you're still training. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen a lot of coaches on social media or just in general. A lot of them don't train as much as you do, but mm-hmm. you are consistent with that. Yeah. So how, how's that? How do you do that? I don't know any other way. I've been doing this for since the beginning, since I got into training. You know, we've talked about it in a previous one of how I got started. Um the first place I was training MMA at, they, they, we only met once a week, mm. you know. But even back then, I understood that I need more than once a week to actually get better at it, mm. you know. So I was, on the days that I wasn't going there, I was either lifting weights or I had a punching bag um, here at the house and stuff. And I would just... Who was your punching bag? <laughs> before I knew yeah. you. Ah, <laughs> good one. Uh, great, okay, my bad. Uh, I, I had a few punching bags. Uh, you know, my cousin Anton got me a punching bag uh, when I graduated high school. Mm. And then um, my uncle had an old punching bag that uh, that he wasn't using anymore. So I took that from him. 
you know so the punching bag that Anton gave me was on a stand and the other one I used for like ground and pound and stuff okay you but know, you know I, just say like I understand like you made this into a lifestyle how did you get to that point though because it's not easy like nowadays mm -hmm. we have a life we have bills to pay we got work to do we have so much you know so much going on and the last thing you want to go to the gym because it's like and ah. for me it was the opposite for me that's the only thing i wanted to okay. do you know and i i genuinely wanted to get better at the sport it was something that i was doing for me it was something that you know nobody asked me to do it nobody you know nobody recruited me to do it if anything people told me not to do it they didn't understand why i was doing it so much mm -hmm. but for me it was just that that constant battle with myself to do something that i didn't think i'd be able to do or what other people didn't think i was able to do you know so every week that i i set out to get better for myself and I, and it was little things like i hate running to this day i hate running i hate running on an elliptical on a treadmill anything like that i hate anything to do with cardio it's a really strong word yes wow i despise running you know but even when i first started you know i always liked lifting weights so mm -hmm. i never had a problem lifting weights what i had a problem with was making the time to to run on the elliptical so what i started doing once i got into mma i told myself i cannot punch the bag until i do 30 minutes on the elliptical if I don't do 30 minutes on the elliptical, I don't get to hit the bag. Because mm -hmm. for me, hitting the bag was my reward. So you set yourself little goals like that. Yeah. yeah. That make you aim for something, mm -hmm. right? Yep. And if you don't, then you punish yourself? Is that what you do? Yeah. I took away something that I wanted to do. I wanted to hit the bag. Mm, okay. You know, so because I, that's what I wanted to do, I did it on the days that I had to do something I didn't want to do. Mm. And that's essentially what discipline is. You might not want to do it. But you do it anyway. I didn't want to do cardio, but I gave myself that little reward at the end of punching the bag, and then I did my cardio, and then that just ends, and I did that over and over again until it became part of me. Um, so I've always been accustomed to working at least six days a week, whether it be school, work, training. <laughs> right now that you just said that reminded me of Mike Tyson's quote. Yes, he says, um, "Discipline is doing." Doing, she says something like discipline is doing not something that you love or something that you don't want to do and mm -hmm. doing it like you love it. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he said. Mm -hmm. So you make it seem so effortlessly. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, I'm just going to go to the gym and train. Yeah. So I'm saying like not everybody has that. Is this a mindset thing? I think it's a mindset. It has to be a mindset because, you know, before I was in MMA, I wanted to be a pro wrestler. So the gym was always part of something that I knew that I had to do to get to where I wanted to be, mm. you know. So even when I was going to to UIC, I skipped classes to lift weights. <laughs> you know, if I knew time was crunched, I would mess with my schedule around. Like, okay, I don't have to go to this class. I'm gonna go lift weights. Or my lifting was running late. I was like, I don't want to rush it, so I'm just gonna skip my next class. Don't do that. <laughs> but. <Right. laughs> That, that's that's what I did, you know, because I was still trying to learn the balance because I was still working and then I was still teaching. At the time, what was your priority? Because if you're prioritizing lifting weights, what would, what did you want out of yourself my, at that My time? priority was, was getting good 
where I needed to be. At that time when I was going through um, UIC, um, the day of my fight was my first week at UIC. Mm. No. Was it? No. Day that's impossible. Because I fought in 2013. It was just the first day of that semester. Mm. You know? And that kind of set the tone. Is like after I lost that fight, I was like, all right, this is my priority. And, and when my coach said, we got to bulk you up, I took that to heart. I was like, I'm going to eat the way I'm supposed to eat. Because if I wasn't in class, mm-hmm. I was lifting weights or I was eating. <laughs> <laughs> you said you were lifting or eating? As you know, so I was, my friends knew they could either find me at, at the gym or in the cafeteria. <laughs> and those were the two places I was going to be at. Class was going to be the last place I was at. You know, which explains the, you know, the C average that I finished with. But um, that that was my priority, was to mm-hmm. be the best version of me that I could be. If my coach told me the only reason you lost is because he was bigger and stronger than you, you had the technique down, you just got to bulk up. Done. I'm bulking. <laughs> Where did that, ex- uh, like, cause it, sometimes it can sound like an obsession, mm-hmm. right, to get to become the best version of yourself. Yeah. How did you get that or where did you get that? I've always kind of had an, an obsessive behavior. You know, when that's what my whole family said when I got into wrestling. When I got into wrestling, it was I was very obsessive about it. I was watching it every day. And to this day, I don't watch it like I did before, you know, but you you hear all the stories that I have and how I know the, the backgrounds of all the, of all the wrestlers and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, so my family always said that I was obsessive about that. You mm-hmm. know, so when I got into MMA... They just assumed that that was the same thing, that I was just going to be obsessed about this for a while until I found something else. Mm, but okay, never found anything else, and now make my living off of it. You know, but for me, I didn't, know, I didn't know any other way. Like, my dad was always the type of guy that he doesn't have work hours. You know, he, he's an eye doctor. He has his own practice. But when I wake up in the morning, he's already working. When I come back at night from the gym, he's still working. And it's after he spends all day seeing patients. Mm. You know, and as, as his days <laughs> off, he's either working at the house or he goes to the office anyway on the days that he doesn't see patients to catch up on anything else that he has to do. Mm. You know, so mm, the idea of never being done with your work or always doing what it takes to, to get where you want to be, I have been surrounded by that my entire life. So you've applied the same principles that you learned at home with your dad mm-hmm. and then put them into MMA? Yeah. Because, <clears throat> you know, a lot of people are very hardworking mm-hmm. and have great work ethic when it comes to, like, work and stuff or their career. Mm-hmm. But they don't put that enough time or that importance into their health. Mm-hmm. Mentally, emotionally, and physically. Yeah. And you somehow managed to do that. Because MMA kind of became all of that for me. You know, mm. it became something from... I, I felt good physically doing it. I, I got in good shape. Once I found the right balance of lifting and, and MMA, like, I felt even better physically. Emotionally, obviously, I, Samantha talked about it, too, how after I started training, like, I found my way to express myself. And she could just see my confidence growing in that. You know, so emotionally and mentally, MMA is what got me through it. So why not? do that as much as I can <laughs> if this is what makes me feel good physically mentally and emotionally why would I want to not do that like sure I get stressed with the gym and you know the business side of things stresses me out mm-hmm. but any day or any time <clears throat> that I can put my gloves on and hit the bag or you hit the whole pads for me or we grapple or whatever the case is any opportunity I have to do that I'm going to take it 
because that's to this day even after 11 and a half years all the little injuries i've acquired all the aches and pains that i go through it's still worth it because i still feel good mentally and emotionally after it okay so now that brings me back to the question like when did you get when was your first injury and how did you get injured how did you deal with that and that that is something else that it was like with the the era of wrestling that i watched and the coaches that i've had at the beginning when i was wrestling and just even how my dad was it was like you know i worked with my dad in his office for a long time and it was like what's a sick day you know we don't know what sick days are Mm. you have the sniffles and that's why like covid was such a like a weird thing for us because it was like you're forced to to quarantine if you come down with it and stuff and it just that concept wasn't there mm. you know i get sick and it's like you fight through it you fight through your workout you fight through your work day you fight through it mm. you know so the 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 thing that i remember the most when it comes to injuries was was my knee and, I, and nothing specifically happened i think it was just repeated impact over and over again wrestling in high school Damn and genetics because uh, my mom has um, a bad knee and then her dad my grandfather had a bad knee too and it's mm. the same knee yeah. you know so gen- genetics didn't help me and then the fact that I was always shooting in for takedowns on that leg yeah. and wrestling and you know I wasn't shooting in the best way I was brand new so a lot of impact over and over Oof. and my knee just hurt real bad you know so instead of taking time off you take your ibuprofen, you get a nice knee brace, and you work around it. Mm. You know, and did that work? It worked until it didn't. Mm. <laughs> you know, and so you realize you're taking all these ibuprofens for no reason, and then just the idea of the knee brace, constantly having to wear the knee brace. Like I wore it during training. I wore it walking around. I had two knee braces, one for training that was a little bit less because I noticed. The, the heavy-duty knee brace was restricting my movement, mm-hmm. and it was causing me more pain mm. when I was doing MMA. So I would kind of wear that one for just, like, walking around in everyday life. And then I would have just, like, a, a knee support when I was training so I could still have the mobility mm-hmm. and try to build up the muscles around my knee. And, like, my knee still acts up every once in a while, but not as bad as before. Because mm-hmm. I started training a little bit smarter. The, the big one that really showed me if I'm going to do this Long term. Long term, I gotta make changes. And that's when I hurt my back a few years ago. Oof. What happened? That one, it was my ego. You know, I was lifting and then I was lifting. I got into the habit of lifting just twice a week. Mm-hmm. But then when my schedule freed up a little bit, I was like, oh, I can go back to lifting like three or four times a week. So that's what I started doing. Mm-hmm. And then I wasn't letting my body rest up and heal. And then there was one day I lifted, and then the next day I went back to the gym and I went to go lift with Ralph. And then we were squatting. Mm. And then he was kind of telling me I wasn't going low enough. Mm. You know, and I told him, I was like, oh, you know, I kind of hit legs yesterday and I'm a little sore. He's like, all right, you know, don't worry about it. Then don't, you know, just don't overdo it. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, nah, fuck you. Yeah. So I put on 10 more pounds on each side and I decided to squat <laughs> all the way down. Good job, guys. All the way up. Mm. And it's like, all right, boom, I showed you. Until I woke up the next day and I couldn't move. It took me 20 minutes to get out of bed because I had to like find a way to roll off to the side, land on my knees, and then like push myself up from the bed to stand up because I couldn't sit up. And I was like that for almost a full week before I decided to go see a chiropractor about it. 
but I just, I just couldn't move. Once I got to the chiropractor, she told me, you know, my hip was out of place. Uh, my right leg was an inch and a half shorter than my left leg. Oh, shit. You know, and I did a few adjustments with her. And then it was like, all right, you know, I feel better. So I stopped. Mm-hmm. And, of course. And then I started doing DDP yoga. And that really helped a lot, too. You know, but then all these aches and pains started acting up again. So I went to a different chiropractor. He did x-rays. And then he... Proceeded to tell me that that was all kinds of jacked up. He told me the same thing about my leg length. Mm-hmm. My head was shifted forward 45 centimeters. My hip, my right hip was tilted upward. Ooh. I was showing early signs of arthritis in my lower back. So I was like... <sighs> oh, that's a lot to be hit up. And once. all of that was at 29 years old hearing all that stuff, you know? So I was like, shit. You know, yeah. so I went back. Because I, I, I stopped going to the other chiropractor. I stopped doing yoga. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right. Started going back to this this chiropractor twice a week, and I started doing yoga again at least once a week, mm. you know. And then I just started lifting smarter. Like I, I really made sure I left my ego at the door. If something was hurting, I either worked around it, used less weight, or skipped it altogether. Yeah. You know, and when my body said you need a day off, I I gave it a day off. You know, so for longevity of it, I had to do things that I didn't love. And this is where kind of the discipline of having to go to the chiropractor, mm-hmm. you know, and doing the yoga. I, I don't like yoga. I don't like going to the chiropractor. <laughs> but these are things that I have to do if I want to do this long term. You know, and that's what physically kept me going. Because mentally, it was like, boom, I'm there. Mm. You know, and I just saw an interview with The Undertaker who kind of said the same thing. You know, he mm-hmm. mentally he still wants to wrestle, but physically he knows his body can't do it anymore. Right. You know, and that's, that's where I'm at sometimes. It's like, I know I want to keep training. Right. But my body's telling me, you got to make some changes if you're going to do that. Right. You know, you're still, I'm still young enough to make those changes so I can keep going. You know, mm-hmm. but I got to be disciplined in doing the things that wasn't something that I was used to doing mm-hmm. at the beginning. And it's something that to this day I still don't... I enjoy the results of the yoga and the chiropractor. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean that I enjoy going. Yeah. There's a lot of things that I... I kind of stood out to me. Mm -hmm. For one... Is... Knowing that you don't like these things, you're still doing them. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like how in MMA you have discomforts. Mm -hmm. When you try a jab for the first time, it's uncomfortable... When you try to take them for the first time, it's really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Any punch, any combo, whatever the case is, is really uncomfortable. It doesn't mean it's a, it's not bad good one. or it's a bad mm-hmm. one, right? And what you're pretty much showing me is that, yeah, you can be this uncomfortable and still build that discipline in the progress. Yeah. And still work to get better, you know? And I think that's where, like, a lot of repetitions of, Doing that, like with MMA in your life, mm-hmm. you're used to d- doing things that you don't like. Yeah. And because, yeah, a lot of people seek that comfort, things that they want to do because they like them. Mm-hmm. But it's like, at some point, you have to really be self-aware and be truthful, you know? I'm sure yeah, it hit you a lot when they told you about all those injuries and all these misplacements that you had. And, yeah. And it's like, fudge, you know, you're... You know you're doing something that you love, but yet there's the repercussions of it. Mm-hmm. Now your body is feeling... The feeling, the aches and pains, and now you're getting all these yep. things that are happening. And if I don't take care of that now, it's going to affect me in the long term. You know, and I think... That's very real of you to do that for And, and that, that's one of the things that I think people struggle with. Yeah. Is that they look for the short-term benefits or the short-term comfort 
And by doing that, they sacrifice the longevity of it. You know, I could say, well, okay, yoga doesn't make me comfortable and the chiropractor doesn't make me comfortable, so I'm not going to go. Mm -hmm. But how long am I going to be able to push my body the way that I'm pushing it mm. and not take care of it? Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I just made a, I think I made a post a few weeks ago that talked about that, that if you take care of your body, your body's going to take care of you. Yeah. You know, as soon as I started making those changes, I felt real good. I was Regis Spart on, on Friday. Mm -hmm. And like, I, when you got there, like you found me in the cage and I was kind of just sitting and then I was like, Ugh, you was... look like those panda bears <laughs> from the fucking zoo that yep. just just laying there. <laughs> like, yep. yep, I I I wasn't feeling it, you know. But it was like we we have our schedule, you mm -hmm. know. Friday's the day we spar, so I was like, all right, I'm gonna get up and so we do our footwork stuff, mm -hmm. and then I was like, all right, my goal for today is to not get punched in the face. That's mm -hmm. all. That was my only goal, mm -hmm. and then. I was I have not moved the way that I was moving in those rounds at least the first three rounds because I started slowing down mm -hmm. <laughs> towards the end of the third round. Yeah. But I I did not think that I was still able to move like that. Yeah. Because I hadn't moved like that in a long time. I'm heavier now. It's just like I'm sore. Like I lift on Thursdays and spar on Fridays. So it was like the soreness kicks in. It's the end of the week. Mm -hmm. You know. But my body showed me otherwise. You know. But I started doing what my body needs to do I, the next step is to fix my diet because you know i eat everything that i see you know? so even <laughs> with funny. that like even the chiropractor told me i eat too many pancakes i'm a sucker Ooh. for pancakes Ooh. you know pancakes so i i have cut back on on my pancakes i used to eat pancakes every day mm. now i'm down to twice a week eating okay. pancakes you know so going from Six days a week of eating pancakes to twice a week. Wow. You know, so making little changes like that, I do. That's I do good. feel it, you know, and I, I love pancakes. So now I'm taking something away that I love. Eesh. Again, just to be able to keep something else that I love for long term. Wow. That's a lot. See, I'm telling you, that's a lot of self-awareness. We don't always have that because of that. Mm -hmm. It's like, why, why, why restrict yourself? You know, yeah. I mean, you've said that in the beginning, like you don't have to restrict yourself. Mm -hmm. There's always adjustments and balance yeah. at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Like you can still train MMA. You don't have to do it every day. Go hard as hell. Mm -hmm. And you can still lift weights. You don't have to lift super heavy 300 yeah. pounds, <laughs> right? Yeah. And you can still eat. But you don't have to eat that amount every mm -hmm. day. Yep. So I think with a lot, a lot of it from what it sounds like is like you're kind of like replacing, you know? Mm-hmm. Because either way, like, yeah, you're not eating pancakes, but then you're eating your shakes, whatever, your breakfast, and yeah. now you're replacing it with something good. And I mm -hmm. think with, I think because it has happened to me that sometimes I feel like if I take this away, I, like, what do I have? Mm -hmm. You know, like, what can I do? And then you feel like, oh, man, something's missing. Okay. Instead of thinking about it, like, okay, I can replace it with something that can yeah. help me instead. You yeah. know? And that's, those were, that concept, that mm -hmm. mindset is the building blocks of building that discipline mm. you know because i hated school i didn't like going to school i went to school because my parents told me to finish school <laughs> you know but yeah. it's like all right now i'm done with school right i'm so used to putting this time of being at a certain place for this time mm -hmm. i'm just gonna apply that now to the gym mm -hmm. you know i'm used to working this time so i can't look at it like oh now i can sleep in every day because i don't have to go to school yeah it's like no I'm still going to wake up because now I can go to the gym earlier. 
Mm. And that's how I started getting involved in the morning classes. As soon as I done with with UIC, mm-hmm. I started going to the morning classes nice. at the gym. You know, and then mm-hmm. from there, the next thing was all right. I'm building my name and the routines of a business owner, and then it was time for me to leave my job. You was know? it hard for you at any moment when you went through all that, making those adjustments, those changes? Was it hard? Every day was hard. Yeah. You know, every day was kind of like as soon as. It, it took me a while to get out of bed when I wake up for for school or for work or one of those things. Yeah. And because it, it's just like another day of doing the same routine. You know? <laughs> yeah. But I knew as soon as I stepped on the floor that I wasn't going to think about it anymore. Mm. So any complaining I had to do to myself, I did it right there before <laughs> I got out of bed. And then forced myself to just, once I start moving, don't stop until you're done. Mm. And that was something that I got from my dad. It was like, you're not done working until it's you're done working, <laughs> mm. you know, working for my dad. It was like a job description. Like I, I was brought in as, as a technician. I was making the glasses. Mm-hmm. And by the time I was leaving, I was dealing with patients, oh, okay. you know, which is not what I signed up for, you know, <laughs> right. and the office hours are between, um, 11 AM and 6 PM. But we got there at 10 30 and sometimes we didn't leave until like seven, seven thirty. Oof, you know, so to have like work hours didn't exist. And like I said, he was working in the morning and then he was working when he got home. Right. You know, so to think that I'm only working at the gym and this is something maybe people don't understand because people tell me, oh, you're a business owner. It must be nice to control your own schedule. I was like, sure. <laughs> but <laughs> just because, you know, I, yeah. you know, like Mondays and Wednesdays, I teach from 7 to 830. It doesn't mean I'm not doing anything the whole rest of the day. You yeah. know, that's the day that I'm sending out the emails, following up with, you know, inquiries, following up with anybody, you know, especially now I'm going to move upstairs, dealing with the building, yeah. dealing with all the gas stuff that we've been dealing with. Right, the administration stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's when I get to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's not like a scheduled time. That's not even, I don't get paid hourly, you know, so it's like I'm going to work 24-7 to make sure that I get paid whatever I get paid at the end of the month. Right. And you still have to come up with the programs. Mm-hmm. I mean, for the class curriculum. Yep. Fight and camps, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> still got to prepare for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. true. You know, it's a, it's a misconception that they think that just because you're a business owner, you, you have it all good. Mm-hmm. And you saw me at my lows, too, when mm-hmm. I got consumed by all that. And we talked about the burnouts. Mm-hmm. Then I was like, if I'm going to be a business owner for the rest of my life, because I never want to go back to working for anybody. Mm. I need to be able to take care of myself mentally, physically, and emotionally still. So I had to find that balance so I can keep going. Because the way that I was doing things and the way I was stressing about things, I ran myself to the ground a year ago. Dang. I'm glad it's a good reminder. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of us are so focused on work that we forget about ourselves. Yeah. Because we want, you know, we want to get to whatever goal. Mm -hmm. We want to get the career. We want to get the job. We want to get that... Whatever it is, mm-hmm. we forget about us. And remember, we, we had a conversation like that, like how doctors sometimes, they're like so focused on their patients, but then some of them are super fat. Yeah, and, and they I'm don't like, take care of themselves, they don't eat, they don't sleep. And they're like out there smoking, I'm like, <laughs> dude, you cannot fucking take care of me like that. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. It's like, no. That's, I'm, I'm glad you see that. And so... Now with this, there's no routine of yours. Um, when it comes to like MMA, what do you recommend people to do? 
listen to their bodies you okay. know everyone's different like people come in you know when when i started training they told me come in two to three times a week mm-hmm. so i came in two to three times a week and then like once i was doing that for a while mm-hmm. my body adjusted to that okay. and it's like all right now i can push myself a little bit more now i'm going to come in four times a week you know and your body's constantly changing you're either getting stronger and you're tearing down other parts of your body you know, so right now for me, I hit pads and grapple on Mondays, mm-hmm. lift weights on Tuesdays, occasionally jump in with the sparring team. Mm-hmm. Wednesdays is my active rest. I teach, I do yoga. Mm-hmm. Thursdays I lift. Fridays is the my sparring days. Mm-hmm. Saturdays is now we schedule that recovery with sauna and, and hot tub and stuff. And now mm-hmm. Sundays is completely rest. Yeah. You know, and that's the schedule that's been working for me. So I'm going to keep that until it's not working anymore. And then mm-hmm. tweak it either with adding another day of something mm-hmm. or taking away something, depending on how my body feels. Mm-hmm. But to have the schedule that I had in 2013 when I was getting ready for my first fight, probably couldn't do that right now. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just listening to your body because everyone's different. Everybody recovers at different rates and your mm-hmm. recovery depends on how well you sleep. And like for me, the quantity of sleep was never a lot Mm -hmm. so i had to make sure that the hours that i was sleeping i was asleep i was getting quality sleep even if it was (laughs) five or six hours you know and then once you eat never been good with that but i do make sure i eat enough calories so i have something to burn Mm -hmm. you know so my recommendation is is try things out don't be married to a certain routine Give it time to see if it actually works or not. Because if you do something for a week and you're like, oh, I didn't see results. then Yeah. I was going to say, a lot of us are all or nothing. Yeah. And that's what messes us up. Because mm-hmm. we're like, oh, just one week. I didn't see any progress. Yep. I'm here again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, don't. So I tell people, try something for, for four to six weeks to see if it's working for you. If it's not working, then tweak it. You don't have to throw it out completely and start from scratch. But tweak the parts that didn't work for you. Mm, adjustments. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. exactly what I did. <laughs> and when it comes to like your personal life, do you think now that this routine with your MMA training and stuff like that, does that help you in your relationships? Has that helped you at all with um, longevity and making those adjustments? If anything, it altered it because of how much that I put into now taking care of myself. Like mm-hmm. I. I have become, in a sense, more selfish with my time. Okay. Um, you know, and but it does put a test to your personal relationships to see who's going to be around still after you kind of take that time to become a little bit selfish. Mm-hmm. And it's cool to see, all right, now I'm being a little bit more selfish because I'm taking care of myself and what I need to do to be healthy mentally, physically, emotionally, and to get my career goals in. Yeah. And to kind of look around, it's like, oh, there's still some people that stand with me. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Those are the real ones. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you look around and you start looking for certain people and then they're not there anymore. And it's like, oh, well, <laughs> why? Did mm-hmm. they not care about my growth? And then, you know, and I, I don't spend too much time thinking as to why some people aren't part of my life anymore. Mm-hmm. Because that in itself brought me stress and it took time and energy away from the people that were there. I don't have a whole lot of time to spend with people because of my schedule that i put for myself Mm -hmm. so the time that i do have i want to make sure that i give my full time and energy to those that i choose to put my time with 
you know, and people that have stuck around, if we're talking longevity, the people that knew me before MMA, which is a long time now, those are the, the real the real ones for sure, you know, and then obviously you guys that see me, I'm not the the happiest person when I'm stressed. I can be very grumpy. irritated, grumpy, annoyed by things, and it's just, and and you guys stick it out with me, so. Yeah, because we see, we see what you go through, and mm -hmm. we try to understand you as much as we can, mm -hmm. because like you said, you know, We're here, we're at the house, or whatever the case is, but we see the struggles that you go through, mm -hmm. you know. We're very lucky to be able to experience that, and you letting us in with, when it comes to the business side and, and all those things, so we can we can try to understand you. We don't, yeah. We're not exactly in your shoes, but we're there, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I at some point, I say it's like, okay, we, we're willing to go through those struggles with you, you know. Mm -hmm. Like, no matter how hard they are you know we were here during the pandemic and yeah. during the the rioting because mm -hmm. like nah we're gonna make it through man mm -hmm. like we're it's not just a a one person thing this is a team yeah and i think you were able to even see that even with the people at the gym the ones that you know mm -hmm. that were around during the pandemic yeah that was a, an interesting time have we ever actually mentioned nah, like really opening i think we might have mentioned it that might be a good good one for The next one, right? For the next one, that deserves probably a whole episode. Yeah, because um, I was like, that, that during the pandemic was... Everyone's mental health was was being tested during that time, you yeah. know? But like you said, we, it was not just one person. We got through it together as a team yeah. and stuff. And, you know, when it comes to personal relationships, anything that with longevity, like you don't know how long something's going to last when something starts. There's like yeah. no set end date. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's hard to see things like when I had the podcast with Samantha. Yeah. That was the first time her and I kind of took a step back to look at all these things and mm -hmm. how long that we've actually been friends. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's, you know, we told a 15 year story in an hour, you know, but those and 15 that's not years enough. and it wasn't enough, Yeah. you know, but those 15 years at the time didn't feel like a blink of an eye. But now looking back at it, it's like, wow, that was a blink in an eye and it was all all past, you know? Yeah. So longevity is something that's built with time. And when I started MMA, a lot of people didn't think I was going to stick it out. Mm -hmm. I didn't 100% know if I was going to stick it out. And here we are talking about it 11 and a half years later, wow. you know? So, And now the goal is to make sure that we can keep talking about it. For the next for the decade or so. Next, yep, we're gonna take it one decade at a time. <laughs> you know, so another yeah. 10 years and then another 10 years after that. You know, and if I want to get there, I got to do what's right for my body and my mind and my emotional health too. So now this just reminded me because we're gonna move to a new building. Ah, nah, not a new building, my bad. New room? Unit. Unit. Mm -hmm. We're yep. gonna move to a new unit. And we've had a history with this building and this unit. Mm -hmm. It's been, what, 11 and a half years, right? When no, you started, how long um, has it been in there? We, the, the gym moved, Victory moved there nine years ago. So we're going to oh, be moving okay. up to the new unit on the 10-year anniversary that we got to the building. What? <laughs> you know, so we'll, we'll have been in the building for 10 years. Dang. And, and 
throughout all that time, so many people came and they left and came and left. Yeah. That's history right there. Yep. You know, the, and I just thought about it the other day, too. It was like, because uh, everyone talks about the, the Bruce Lee mural uh-huh. that we're not going to have anymore. Yeah. You know, and I was like, yeah, that does suck. But then the part that I think sucks more, and I'm going to start trying to find a way to recreate that for, for upstairs, mm-hmm. is, you know, when I took over the gym, I had everybody that was there sign a pillar mm-hmm. at the gym, you know, because I told them, I was like, you guys are the reasons why this gym exists. You guys are the pillars of the gym, so you need to be represented for that. Yeah. So it kind of became a tradition that people started signing the the pillars at the gym and stuff. And that's the part that is like, ah, we're not going to have that anymore. Those the sign names, even by yeah. the people that came in to just do a class or... Yeah, we had um, the the seminar, Heba's signatures up oh, yeah. there, you know, when, when Heba Ali came in, you know... Um, I don't think we had Dan Seven Sunday. I think by that time we already knew that we were yeah. going to be leaving. So it was like, we're just, he's, he signed the, we have a signed picture from him that we hang up at the, yeah. at the gym. But it was like, it, it's that. It's like, all right, we're moving up to a new place. But again, we're moving up because of the people that made, we outgrew the unit that we're in. Mm. You know, and it's because of the people that we have. Yeah, not everyone on the pillars are still there, mm-hmm. but we got to where we are because at one point they were there. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like to, a part of that history. I feel like we're we're leaving behind, but it's like we can't stay in that unit anymore. We don't fit. You know, yeah. so it's gonna. I, I want to find a way to to kind of keep that that legacy going. That's the, why evolution is part of the name. You know, just because yeah. someone's not there anymore doesn't mean that they were never part of it mm-hmm. and they were there for however long they were there for a reason you know yeah, I'm glad. <clears throat> so we'll see it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be weird seeing that place empty but I'm so it's sad. like a, it's like an ex, it's like a bittersweet thing yeah. that we're, we're finally able to move up to a, a, a bigger unit but it's like I have now worked in that unit under three different names that the gym has gone through you know, starting as just a student, working my way from instructor, manager, co-owner to full owner. You know, and that it all happened there. You know, so it, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to to see that place empty. Oh my god, that's already moving. what in a month. Yeah, we're gonna have to start moving things up. Hopefully, next month if this building can. <laughs> we gotta take some walls down up in the new unit, and mm-hmm. and then we can start moving stuff up there. Wow. That's awesome. But, yeah, even longevity of staying at that building is like we've had ups and downs. We've gone through like five property managers in that building <laughs> oh my God. in the nine years that we've been there. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's a big office building, so there's other businesses there. And sometimes they come in and complain about the noise. They complain about the smells. Mm. You know, but at the end of the day, it's like we're just trying to we're being us. You yeah. know, so. Kind of do I think mm-hmm. you're minor business. Yeah. Wow. So. I'm glad. Thanks for sharing that. You're welcome. <laughs> it's just, I think, no, I'm saying like I always told you, like it's good that it, you we get to hear from your point of mm. view. And yeah, like there's times that I don't want to train or do want to do this adjustments. But then I think about it it's like if he did it, I can do it too. Shit. You know, there's no excuses. And that's when people tell me like, oh, you know, uh, I can't train anymore because i'm in school i was like oh i remember when i was a full-time student at uic while working a part-time job 
at an optometry office and then still teaching and training. Jesse. You know, so... And, and it's not for everybody. And, it's, and, and the reason I tell people that is because if you don't want to train anymore... Say it. Just say it. Yeah. <laughs> don't give me excuses because that's what they are. They're just an excuse. Mm-hmm. If you actually wanted to do something, you find a way to do it. Yeah. And how do you explain that women or men that want a boyfriend or girlfriend, mm-hmm. they work so hard to be with that person until they get to that person, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So you can work hard for a relationship or a person that you like, you're crushed, mm-hmm. but then you can work out for yourself, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So it's kind of hypocritical in the sense for people to say, oh, like, I really want to, but then is this really, <laughs> is this really what you want to? Yep. Yep. Yeah. You know? You know, so it's like, I, I just want people to be straight up with me. I am, I'm, I'm the whole reason we started this podcast is so people can can see that I'm just a human being too. You know, I understand yeah. schedules, I understand financial problems, you know, and the last thing I want is for the gym to be a stress to you, you know, so if we can remove that stress, the goal of the gym is to remove your stresses to begin with, mm-hmm. you know, so just be straight up with us, you know, the training's not for everybody and in, in that sense, that's, that's what kind of makes the stories that we hear people training for as long as they are special because mm-hmm. if everybody was able to say that they you know that they got their black belts in any kind of martial arts or they've been training for 10 years or anything like that that's something special because you know not everybody can do it exactly you know yeah. so it's it's like a a double-edged sword where it's like okay you want people to be able to see the benefits of training and stick with it mm-hmm. but at the same time if everybody did it kind of loses its, its its value its value and its appeal yeah. <laughs> i mean the hard things are the like non-popular things, mm-hmm. you know, and the yeah. black belt. Earning your black belt is one of the hardest things that you've done for yourself, because mm-hmm. literally you do it all yourself. Yep. Nobody does that for you. Nope. Man, it's so you hard. You can have your training partners there. You can have your coaches there, but you're the only one that's going to take that test. <laughs> you know. So I had for for the past eleven and a half years, I've had people support me i had people you know check in on me like i know you're busy we haven't seen anybody just wants to make sure that everything's good with you and stuff you know Mm -hmm. everybody that's done anything remotely like that Mm -hmm. is like help me get here because there's plenty of times where i was like this isn't even worth it i'm just gonna quit yeah you know but then you get extra push from people it's like all right maybe i'll stick it out for another month or whatever the case (laughs) is and then you forget about quitting yeah I get that. You know, I like so that. It's, it's a combination of having the right people and the discipline if you want to have longevity in, in anything. I like that. The right people and discipline. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's not just a one-man thing. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. This is why Warrior Evolution is a whole team. Yep. I'm glad. Thank you for sharing that. Yep, yep. And shout out to Lee for being the one that asked uh, hey. asking the question and kind of sparking this whole podcast. So thank you, Lee. And everybody else, y'all ask some questions. <laughs> I have so many questions, you know I me. Mean? But if you guys have any questions, um, reach out directly to the DMs. Mm-hmm. Hit up sliding through them DMs though. Yep. Or you can send them a text message directly. Yeah, the, most fine. everybody at the gym at has the gym. my phone number. Yeah. You know, so yeah, come up. I'm approachable. I my face doesn't show it, but (laughs) hey, like no, you're not. Just don't come to me when I'm training. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, anything that you guys are curious about, want to hear stories of? I got stories for days. Manny's got questions for days, so we can do this. (laughs) We're 21 episodes in, so we can. just getting started yes uh but we still have guests i forgot to text my guests to see hopefully nice we'll see. procrastination procrastination is my 
big enemy. Oh, and so goodness. hopefully we'll have uh, another guest uh, in the hopefully for next week's episode, if not the following weeks. Yeah. Um, and then we'll go from there. All right. And got some good stories. I'm, uh, yeah, just say meeting Mike Tyson on Saturday. Man, I'm so mad. Nene's stuck at work, so. Man. So, I'm mad. Don't talk to me that day. <laughs> I want to know. I don't want to see social media. All day. I'm going to get a printout picture too. But, uh, so we'll have out. Be sure to have stories about that too, Yay. and keep you guys updated on the moving process. We got a lot of good stuff coming, awesome, and some some good stuff. So thank you for listening. Follow us on our social medias: Instagram, uh, Nanny's on YouTube and Patreon with her stuff. Hey. Also go support. Thank Show you. Show your support. Um, I think that's it, right? Yeah, that's all. That's it. All right, guys. Thanks, and we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, we're gonna see them through the. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see. I see. I oh, yeah, see. you're right. I see everybody. Yeah, you're right. I see everything. I'll see y'all. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>